Right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Take Flight Podcast. And this is a very, 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 very special episode. Now, as you may have guessed from the title, with it being a Take Flight Talks episode, this is our second ever interview with a special guest, um, a man whose organization has impacted this group directly and thousands of others. Uh, we have the honor today of being joined by Andrew Fairburn, who is currently the CEO of SEO London. Now, SEO stands for Sponsors for Educational Opportunity. It's a UK-registered charity which delivers superior educational training and mentoring support to provide career access to young people from underrepresented and underserved backgrounds. Now, through its programming, SEO London supports those it serves to maximize their opportunities for success in elite global industries. The platform incorporates programs for secondary school students aged 15 to 18, university students, recent graduates, and also SEO alumni. Uh, SEO London works predominantly with UK-based students, facilitating their access to and rise within globally dominant firms across multiple industries, from finance to law, consulting, insurance, technology, and traditional corporates, and is now boasting more than 8,000 alumni members. Now, beyond SEO, Andrew is very passionate about building strong and sustainable businesses, which he supports by delivering unique cross-industry perspective as a former investment banker, consultant, entrepreneur, entrepreneur, active angel investor, and community servant, as well as being a graduate from Stanford. So as you can tell, lots to get into with this discussion, where we'll discuss Andrew's journey from his younger days to SEO London and everything else in between. We hope you enjoy the conversation and uh, please share feedback and look forward to hearing what you think of the episode. So Andrew, welcome, a very big welcome to a Take Flight podcast. We are all very excited to have you on. So uh, we did an introduction at the beginning of the episode, but how, how would you describe your journey in your own words? Well, it's been a long journey, guys. I'm I'm 46 today, and uh, that's a long time. So, I mean, you can go way back. Um, in a, my journey is really influenced by every prior step. So, I mean, growing up in Jamaica in a mixed race family is probably the first thing that sort of you know, defines where I start from, and uh, you know, the, the links and the the psychology of that process and experiences is, is one thing. But then to pick up and leave Jamaica and move to America as a young boy um, and go through that transition is yet a whole other piece of work. Um, and so, you know, there's lots of things that uh, sort of influenced my story over the time. Uh, but I think it's always, it comes back to what influences everybody. You know, it's family, it's friends, it's community, it's the, your environment. You start with some some basics and it gets knocked around a little bit, buffeted, supported, pushed around, you know, lifted up. And you end up doing what you do. And so, you know, I think my, you know, in terms of my uh, professional journey and all of that, you know, I think it, it starts with just going to, to university. And, uh, you know, I had, I had taken a year off actually after high school uh, before going to university, um, which gave me an, an extra layer of perhaps um, uh, vision about what I could do with a university degree. But, you know, a university is a time when you all, you all grow up, right? And it's when you doing your laundry for the first time you're like looking yourself you know well maybe some of you guys were doing your laundry <laughs> we, can, we, um, we can guess in this group who did and who didn't but we can guess <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's that that life life of uh, that, that world of discovery that uh, university represents sort of set me up um and it was along that uh that journey where you know 
I discovered a little organization in New York called SEO, Sponsors for Educational Opportunity. And so I, mean, I could go into, into greater detail um, about, you know, everything leading up to that moment when I, you know, raced off to the career services thing. and was like, I got to get into this SEO thing, hook me up. Um, but, you know, this is all pre-internet, guys. So I was, I was writing pictures and taking photos and sticking on stuff and mailing it off and hoping that, you know, you get a phone call back. Um, and so, uh, yeah, SEO is, I think, perhaps one of the more pivotal moments during my university career that set me up, gave me, me my shot uh, getting to Lehman Brothers. I was able to turn that into a job at UBS. Um, I got to turn that into a job at Deutsche moving from sort of transactional stuff to strategy stuff, uh, to investing stuff, uh, moving from New York to London, uh, getting the opportunity then to set up SEO in London uh, back in 2000 now. Uh, that, uh, yeah, and I've done a lot of cool stuff in my career, but I tell you what, SEO London is by far the coolest thing I've ever done. I get to hook up, hang out with guys like you. Who've gone on, who've done awesome stuff. I wouldn't even have time without it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm so pleased for what we've been able to build with the program. But I mean, 2001 was the dot-com collapse. And at the time I was heavily exposed in sort of financial services, venture capital. In other words, I had a target on my back um, when the economy collapsed. So I ended up running back to New York um, and started a business there um, with some former colleagues from Deutsche and Citi. And um, we built that up to a nice little consulting software outsourcing business. Um, and, you know, during that time I got married, had my first child. And so I was like, all right, New York's great, but you know, let's go to Boston. So I went back to Boston um, and sort of raised the, the, had the early years of my family there, um, sold out of my uh, the company we built and sort of became an angel investor, sort of man about town, doing a lot of consulting work, uh, this and that and the other. Uh, before finally, um, you know, I was on the board of SEO London all this time at a distance, you know, watching as it was slowly growing and shaping, uh, shifting sh uh, shape over time. And you know, some of you guys might know one of our former uh, CEOs, uh, Hasan Sandu. And uh, Hasan was on his way out. And so it was just a question of who was gonna replace him. And I was looking around, my kids were a certain age. My wife was a particular uh, time in her studies. She was doing a PhD in, in English literature. Uh, and, uh, and you know, the work I was working on looked like it was gonna come to an end at some point. So I was like, all right, let's, let's do this. I raised my hand, came back over to London in 2016. And so I've been running the organization for the last five years, and it has been a joy. It's been an absolute joy. I tell you what, guys, um, th this work is such great work. <laughs> uh, and so we've spent a lot of time in the last five years uh, uh, fixing bits of the organization that needed to be fixed and beefing up other bits that were already feeling strong. Um, and today, I mean, we're, you know, we're dealing with, uh, we're three times the size of what we were uh, before in terms of, um, uh, revenue, uh, we're, we've got twice as many sponsor firms as we did before, we're working with over 120 firms now. Um, and most importantly, the number of students we're engaging with is like up 4x. So we've, we've got over 20,000 uh, <laughs> young people uh, that are actively in the system right now engaging with SEO programming. And, and that's, just, that's the sweetest prize of it all. So uh, here we are. And, and that's, that's my journey getting to SEO London. You'll see what the future holds. But that's kind of me in a little box. Andrew, you Andrew, mentioned something, and it would be remiss of me not to ask. You said you're 46 today. Is your birthday today? Oh, sorry. I was, I, 
No, it is not today. That would be cool. Oh, oh. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see it for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, the shocking thing is I will be 47 sooner than I want. <laughs> oh, yeah. But happy birthday to me. Thank you. The, the sentiment is felt. But uh, Daniel, I was thinking the same thing, so I'm glad you asked. But I'm glad that we were able to, to clarify that. But no, Andrew, I mean, what a, what a journey you've uh, you've been on. And thank you for, for sharing that. And I know we as a group, we have lots of questions. And just, to, just a reminder for our listeners, Take Flight Podcast wouldn't be here without SEO London introducing... Uh, a couple of us so we're actually this without uh, SEO London we wouldn't even be here as a podcast so just for that alone Andrew another big thank you so I think we've got lots of questions Olu why don't you kick it off for us yeah thanks Andrew um if we look at sort of that ethos of giving right because SEO is an organization which is giving back what is your earliest moment of sort of giving that shaped you to make that decision because you could have continued your career and continued your path, but you decided, you know what, I want to go down this path of giving and taking over sort of SEO London. Yeah, it's hard to say, to be honest, an earliest moment of giving. I think, you know, like a lot of people, um, I grew up just doing my thing until, you know, some sort of a a trigger event or two. Um, I think it probably... I don't know, I think I've always had a sense of right and wrong. And I think it's just been what, what's changed over time, which has sort of triggered the move to action and the move to actually giving and serving uh, is um, a function of seeing how I could do it in an effective way that would satisfy um, you know, my goals in, a, in, in so doing. I mean, the difference between right and wrong is, is, is justice, right? So how do, you, how do you deliver justice in the most efficient way and um, I think in that year I mentioned, I took off between high school and university. Um, I think I think it's an important trigger point because I, I did this program. It's called City Year. There's actually a City Year up in Manchester, I think. There's one in London, perhaps as well. Um, but it was it was just starting out back then, um, kind of like a teach first kind of concept. Uh, but I ended up doing I mean, giving. I took a year out of my life to go do community service in Boston. And so we were going into some of the tougher communities, more deprived communities, and working with people who were just, you know, down and out, <laughs> people who are mentally ill, people who were you know, struggling financially, young kids who were struggling with violence. Uh, it, it was just an, an opportunity for, for me to see uh, arenas in which I could be giving, arenas in which I could deliver service. And the whole logic of that program was to um, bring people across boundaries, you know, this, get the, the suburban kids, you know, in with the, 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 the kids are in the city. You get the kids from the hoity-toity private schools mixed up with the public school kids, um, state schools here in the UK. And it was just this notion of, you know, on my team, I had, you know, uh, a whole mix of, of uh, everybody from former gang members to... Uh, people who were, you know, daddy was an investment banker in Hong Kong kind of spectrum. And so working in these communities of need with diverse teams delivering service was magical. So to your question, when did I start? I mean, it's hard to say, but that was a a really important trigger point in figuring out where to give and how to give. Um, And 
you know, I, I rate that experience as what gave me the the cojones a little bit later in New York, in in London, to start SEO London because I, I could see very clearly that you know you want to change the world, you just have to do it. It's not mm. actually not that hard. You just got to get off the couch, yeah, and go do it. And and that's what that experience taught me. So, I mean, I've done a fact. I mean, I've, community service, you know, <laughs> sort of endlessly it feels like um it's it's something that i'm always involved in at some level somewhere uh seo london is ultimately the best exponent of that um i found a model that worked for me that um when i knew i put in you know a 10p i get out a pound in terms of social value so that's that's um i don't know if that's the best answer to your question but i probably would have been 16 17 years old at that time fantastic and that is thanks that's good. And Andrew, I think, you know, you mentioned a lot of things there that, you know, made me even reflect on myself. Um, but from that, how do you think as individuals, we can be more giving, you know, you've had an extensive uh, 40, 30 years of giving from the age you just mentioned, up until now, how do you think we can be more given as individuals? That's a good, I mean, I suppose it comes back to that first, uh, uh, that thing I mentioned about just understanding how easy it is. <laughs> a lot of people don't get off the couch uh, because, you know, it's like, well, you know, what am I going to do about poverty? What am I going to do about the environment? What am I going to do about, you know, whatever? Um, you know, knife crime, <laughs> gun crime, whatever it is. The, the most important thing is just to take a baby step. Um, it's to, to break the problem down to a to a size that you think you can take care of and then figure out how to do that sustainably. I think that's because once you, it's like you're training for a marathon right now, I'm actually training, I'm, I'm training for the Royal parks half marathon uh, in London. That's October, and, right? Um, October 10th. I hope you're going to be there. Oh, not this year. <laughs> a couple of years ago, you might have caught me. Not this year. Otherwise, I'd say, otherwise I'd say I'll see you at the starting line. No, usually um, my, my work my work usually sponsor places, but they don't seem to be doing it this year, unfortunately. Okay. So, well, there it is. So, um, we're turning into a fundraiser for SEO. So, I, I got I to do it. I can't not do it now. I'll be in trouble if I, if I don't. Um, but you don't start that journey to a half marathon by running a half marathon. Also, you break your foot. Right. That's how it works. So, so, you know, you start with a one mile, start with a two mile, you know, uh, get to your 5k. And, you know, so I just ran a, a quarter marathon <laughs> a couple of days ago. So I got a long way to go, but you just, you just sort of work your way up. Um, so, you know, to your question, how can people be more giving? I think it's, it's understanding that giving is easy. It's as easy as uh, picking up the phone and calling a friend who could use um, use the help. It's it's calling your your grandparents because um, they want to hear from you. It's um, you know it's going down the street and picking up trash. I mean it's simple stuff. Um, I think the key though, um, that's that's kind of the easy way of giving. Go join a soup kitchen and, and whatnot. So when you can figure out a model of how, again, that you put in 10p and you get out a pound. You know, that's where the magic starts to happen. That's when your little giving starts to sort of take on a, a momentum of its own. And then you start to see impact that is uh, is outsized. And so I guess that's where I would um, encourage people to look, to magnify their own impact. Uh, you know, you can go and do the soup kitchen, right? 
but the next day there's still going to be somebody hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, what you might be able to do is, you know, create a program where you're training people to get into food service and then you sort of ensure that they can have jobs and all of a sudden you've sort of broken a cycle and then the, you, you can actually get funding for that and then all of a sudden it starts to take on its, a life of its own and you move from uh, putting a band-aid on a problem to actually healing the wound, if that makes sense. So I think that's, that's another sort of a dimension to doing more giving that uh, a lot of people miss, frankly. And it, Andrew, I saw your Google talk and I think your motto around is not about you, but the people yeah. after you. That's really sort of that ethos that your company and you follow, right? If you can expand on sort of that and how you select people based on that ethos. Well, you see what? That has everything to do with what I talk about, so the, the sustainability or the circularity of the model, mm-hmm. right? So are the, if SEO doesn't exist without the alumni, you know, you guys on the call who are SEO London alumni, um, you're giving back by virtue of this podcast. That's very cool. You're, you're, you, by, this, by the actions you're taking now, you are actually affecting change. And the ethos there of it's not about you, it's about the people who come after you is something that we live by in the organization. It's this notion of we want to put forward young people who are going to um, you know, take on that, that sense of responsibility because, you know, it's all well and good, you know, sure, you can go off to Novartis and, you know, make a lot of money and drive your Ferrari into the sunset. I mean, we're good for you, but if you didn't drag the rest of your crew along, right, you've, you've only solved one problem, your own problem. Um, and I think if you sort of reach back and bring everybody else along, that's where you see really true, that's, that goes very much to the heart of this notion of moving from a Band-Aid uh, solution to fixing a wound because look what you guys are doing man like you you're doing it and and you're going to inspire people to do more and you're going to they're going to inspire other people to do more and before you know it you're going to be doing pretty well no more band-aids <laughs> incredible and andrew uh, two questions um connected the, f- the first one is just to actually take a quick deep dive you've got a decorated and sort of investment banking career you've spoken about angel investment starting your own business that entrepreneur side of things can you maybe speak to some of the transferable skills that you've actually had to apply to scale up and make seo a success because i know there's a lot of people that are listening that are in the corporate space and it's always interesting to understand how they can take their strengths on in, and do something like giving back? Well, I think the, the corporate skill set is essential for what I do today in terms of uh, you know, entrepreneurial build, business building. Most of what I do is connect dots mm-hmm. and then show people by connecting the dots. I mean, it might be me- mental dots. It might be labor market dots. It might be any, 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 anywhere there's a connection and trying to identify the value that the connecting those dots creates. And then, uh, and then telling a story, uh, and inspiring people uh, around the value that we're, is being created. And if, if you all can just come on together and let's connect these dots, we're all going to express experience value from it. Um, that's the core of entrepreneurship. That's the core of um, building any business of any sort. Um, you know, you can see in a very simplistic lens. Um, SEO London as a marketplace between in a, addressing a labor market failure between uh, kids who are really eager to get jobs in these top firms and these top firms who say they're eager to find these kids. Now, uh, 
there's a lot of work to be done. <laughs> um, but uh, that is the work of entrepreneurship. It's solving problems. It's connecting people. It's it's uh, convincing skeptical audiences of the value of a premise of a concept. It's taking risk. Like, you know, the first year of SEO was on my credit card. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I was going to take not a lot of risk. I think we bought some pizza. There might have been some beer involved. Um, but we got it off the ground with pizza, beer, and volunteers and a credit card. And the rest was, I don't know, salesmanship, a little bit of razzle-dazzle. But it was it was fundamentally saying, listen, if we make this happen, imagine what could be possible, right? So, uh, you know, the corporate... Corporate is probably the, the, not the best word in terms of skill set, but it's problem solving. I think um, the problems that we solve for at SEO London are, you know, young people who uh, and there's a failure of information. It's a knowledge gap. So solving that is an entrepreneurial problem. How do you get information to people on a sustainable basis across a country? Um, I mean, you, that's a. I mean, that could be any any corporation trying to solve a problem, how do we get word of our, our product out there? So to yeah. speak. Um, another thing we have to do is deliver belief. A lot of the young people we work with, um, you might tell them that, you know, Bloomberg exists. You could tell them that Novartis exists, but then for them to believe that that's a future for them, a lot of people don't have that belief. They have the knowledge, but they don't have the belief. So, so you've got to sort of encourage and motivate and, and support and then give people a sense of what's possible. That's a whole other skill set, organizational development behavior that HR departments struggle with every day. Um, then there's skill de- development um, because you can have the belief, <laughs> you, can, you can have the knowledge, but you don't have the skills, forget about it. So that's active training. That's, that's any uh, training company on the planet is trying to solve that problem. Um, and, and so on and so forth. I mean, it just goes on, but that's, I, th- I think, very clearly... Um, uh, an entrepreneur's toolkit at use over and over. Um, you know, I think the lessons that I was able to apply to SEO London, it was, you know, the easy part, I think, was getting it off the ground, arguably, you know, because it was on, who was taking a risk? It was my credit card. It was my reputation. Um, and uh, I had support from SEO New York to just give me a few inroads. And so we could get it off the ground pretty easily. The real interesting bit, the, the hard lift has taken place later on. Um, in the last five years, we've really been transforming the organization and taking it to a whole other level. That experience, my ability to be helpful and useful in that context is derived explicitly from all my work as a, an angel investor, as a business builder, consultant, um, all the different things we've done beforehand. So, so yeah, <laughs> absolutely essential, loads of transferable skills. No, great. And your last part, there was a great segment into my second question, which is you've been involved with SEO London since 2000. um, And then you took the driving seat around 2016. From that point to where we are today, can you maybe speak to some of the main challenges that you and the team have had to work on, overcome to be where you guys are today? Sure. Um, I think the the organization that I inherited was... um, was missing a few key ingredients. I think it had become, it, it was doing good work. It was at scale. It was delivering results of a type, but uh, it was missing a lot of its why. It was very transactional. It was much more about, you know, get kids jobs, get kids jobs, get kids jobs. 
And frankly, that's great insofar as it goes, but then you're just a recruitment company. And I'll tell you what, if SEO is just a recruitment company, I got so many other things to do in my life. Like that, that's, just, it's, that's just missing so much <laughs> why I do what I do. And so uh, what I spent most of my time doing at the outset upon arriving was trying to diagnose you know, what was missing, what was that missing element. Um, it became apparent fairly quickly. And so I spent most of my first 18 months proselytizing. I mean, I went, I, I talked about culture and ideas and values and the social mission of the organization to anyone who would listen, students, alumni, staff, companies. And that I'm quite certain was sort of at the core of the, the turnaround in the organization at that time. And so we were very quickly able to um, motivate you know, the right people to be in the organization with the right values and the right drive. Um, people could see that we were not just another place to go spend your life, you know, <laughs> schlepping away and making some money, but rather uh, a vehicle to change the world around them. And that just meant that, um, you know, things like employee retention, uh, went from like 13 months on average, which is insane when you think about it, to very quickly we have people, you know, well over three years. Um, we were very quickly we moved um, the needle on that, um, and it allowed us to sort of build in repetitive knowledge of, um, what do you say, we were to retain knowledge inside the organization that otherwise would have just left and gone on to do something else, left yeah. and gone on to do something else. Um, so we were able to get better. You know, year two was better than year one. Year three was better than year two. And because it was all infused with um, you know, a culture of it's not about you, you know, it's about the people come after you, it infused a culture of social mission. You know, you, you join SEO London to change the world. Um, that, that has been transformational. I mean, that uh, approach has been um, at the core of everything I've done. Now, there's all sorts of other stuff like <laughs> we've we've migrated to a CRM, you know, so we're way more efficient. It's moved away from spreadsheets to Salesforce. We've done, you know, uh, we have, you know, HR policies and procedures that didn't really exist before in a more systematized manner. We've done all sort of the infrastructure shared services stuff that just creates an infrastructure for business to be productive. Um, but by far the most important thing is our people and people and their, their motivations and their contributions and their, you know, it is priceless when one of your staff unasked, you know, wakes up at, you know, 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, you know, paying them for to do that. They do it because they love the work and they love the impact and they love the students they're working with. And that's, I mean, that happens yeah. most Saturdays around here. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, incredible. You know, we're, we're, uh, yeah, mission values people, um, ensuring that, uh, Everyone's on board with a purpose. People can see the potential of the organization, the potential of, a, of the model, and see the potential for themselves in that context. So, you know, we create programs all the time on the back of, you know, some employee has a, a random idea. Let's do this. And then all of a sudden, this happens <laughs> because wow. we, okay. we create the space for people to express themselves. Um, and our growth is everything to do with our staff. I give it all to them. I mean, I just talk. <laughs> 
So Andrew, just to uh, to build on that, and um, I mean, thank you for the amazing insights. I hope any listeners out there who have got a credit card and a pizza, if you're thinking, <laughs> what can I do with those two items? You've just you've just been laid out a blueprint by uh, by Andrew. You can go from a credit card and pizza to impacting more than twenty thousand plus uh, people through an organization. So no, I think it's uh, gives great uh, food for thought for for a lot of people. Um, Sandra, no, I wanted no to. <laughs> well there was some beer in there think. too <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but just to, to build a little bit on um Pabila's question and your uh, great answer andrew so uh, thinking more in the in the future so from 2000 around then when you joined seo in america to now founding seo um london to the, the where it's become now of course in the last couple of years i think it will be um It'll be. I mean, this is a great opportunity for us to get your take on, especially racial inequality. The last couple of years, it's really come to the forefront. Um, how how has that impacted in terms of the organisations that you're interacting with, the questions that they are asking, and also the work that SEO London is doing? And how does that look like in the future as well? Yeah, great question. Great question. Um, so, the world of diversity, equity, and inclusion that we operate in can be faddish insofar as um, there'll be a focus on women one year, and then it might be LGBT another, there might be diversity, and there might be BAME diversity versus black diversity versus any. And so it, it does ebb and flow a little bit. And just that's the way the world works. And we just have to accept that. Um, what happened, though, uh, you know, around George Floyd and uh, the Black Lives Matter and all of the energy that has come out of that however, has changed the game. The genie's not going back in the bottle on this one. It's just not, it's not happening. Um, and what has fundamentally changed is it has it sort of it triggered discussions that are already going on where people were sort of fumbling around looking for a way forward, but didn't have the momentum or the impetus to do it. It gave them that momentum, it gave them the impetus. And that has now created um, what I see at least as sort of a, a twofold, uh, set of pressure points that are making a difference. One is top down. Uh, if you look at the financial services world um, and the professional services industries that support it, which are the world where SEO London largely works, um, you have the sort of LPs at the top of the heap, big institutional investors, uh, pension funds, and so on. Who are getting together in you know large gatherings like Paris Accords or you know COP25 or whatnot, and coming up with commitments around uh, it might be environment, it might be governance, but social issues as well as a real core part of it. And so diversity and inclusion is being raised at, the, at that level of discussion. I mean, people who are uh, managing the money for all the teachers and uh, firemen and policemen or whatever in, in the society. Um, that is trickling down. It's trickling down to the from the limited partner context to the general partner context. And who are the general partners? Um, big private equity firms, big alternative investors. And these guys are a huge influence on the world around them right now. Mm -hmm. They're one of the more dominant uh, uh, forces economically in our society right now. And because of that, Around them are bankers and lawyers and consultants and due diligence providers and information providers and all sorts of other folks who are um, looking at that world as you know, a commercial opportunity for sure, right? Um, 
but they're poised to follow the diktat of people up the chain. <laughs> so when the LP says to the GP, we want you to be more diverse, um, and the, the GP now turns to the service provider and says, we want you to be more diverse. And now, now the, you know, you, you get places, you get options first. Um, that sort of activity um, is top-down generated. And because of uh, George Floyd, who did not die in vain, I can tell you, um, the world has the world has changed from from that perspective, and and it and and the most interesting thing that I see that creating is that it changes the business model um, uh, of a lot of the firms uh, in in the sort of ecosystem that we work in, such that it's creating air cover, it's creating space for people rising up. You guys, you're coming up through the ranks of each of your respective firms. I mean, how many times, maybe to the point where you're annoyed by it, are you getting asked to, you know, help out on diversity initiatives? Are you being asked to like, you know, I got, you know, what's the, can you help on this thing? Can you, can we take your picture and put you in the, in the annual report? Whatever the, you know, the, the mechanism is, <laughs> it's created an environment for you guys to now sort of swell up your chests a bit and sort of, you know, go into a room and own it. And you're not, mm. are you going to go back into a box? I don't think so. So mm. I think the opportunity is, um, it, it, external pressure from above impacting the decision criteria of senior leaders, a latent interest. I think uh, there's loads of people inside organizations who've been chafing for years, wanting to do something, and now they have the freedom to do it. And so, yeah, when, uh, <laughs> people coming up the ranks are now uh, able to voice their opinions, and they don't always get heard because not everybody's listening. Let's be real. But at the same time, uh, there is more space than there ever has been before. And that uh, means that you've got bottom-up pressure as well. And so the great unexplored middle is where there's still work to be done, um, I think. Um, but, you know, when we think about the future and how long this plays out, I go back to my original point about this world being a particularly faddish. Um, we do have to guard against the news cycle changing and all of a sudden it being about um, something completely different that sort of takes the eye off the ball. So what we're doing is asking firms to sign up for multi-year commitments <laughs> because the news cycle will change. And, you know, if it's, um, who knows what's going to dominate the news cycle tomorrow. Um, so let's lock uh, folks in with commitments for the longer term so we can see through two or three news cycles and build up something um, competent and tangible and impactful in the meantime great thanks andrew so the, thanks. lots of potential opportunities in the Incredible. in the future and andrew in regards to sort of the like you mentioned the focus especially on this area when your time is over what would success look like so what are some of your goals and you said you know what when my time is done with seo i want to make sure we achieve this if it's from a student element of it if it's from an organization what does success really look like for you? Um, I mean, there's lots of levels of success, and I wouldn't say that there's one goal because um, you gotta, this is a marathon, and we're we're training. Or I'm only I've only done a quarter marathon so far, right? <laughs> I think the, the ultimate result of success. Though, I'll tell you what I was. It was it was a a transsexual woman who I asked that question to. 
I said, I, you, the question you asked me, I just asked her the same question. I said, what does success look like for you? And I thought her answer was really good. She says, when I walk into a room, I don't feel like I'm being judged. I don't feel like anyone's got any agenda with or for or against me, that I just fit in in some way, shape or form and people accept me for who I am. And I think that describes, I think, what every black, brown, purple person you come across in the world is looking for, um, just to be. And so if we can create a world where people, people can just be, then we're at peace. Um, so that is the ultimate goal. That is the ultimate success. And I, I think it was very well stated by, um, my name is uh, Rachel Reese, runs a group called Global Butterflies or something like that. Um, but near term, I mean, I'm more prosaic objectives because that's the finish line of the marathon. Um, you know, I'm focused on the institutional stability and credibility of SEO London as an entity. Um, in the community at large. I think we've gone a long way to doing that um, in the last five years. I mean, for the last 20 years, um, we were one of the first in the space. So I think that we, we've been that for a long time, but just to take it to the next level and just lock it in, that is um, uh, success for me. Um, but you know that involves a lot of work with students who turn over every year, um, who don't necessarily know who we are, um, who are subject to, you know, noise and distraction from lots of different sources that um, may be more or less helpful. And so our, our job is to sort of help um, curate that noise <laughs> and be part of it, just make sure that our mission is is real and relevant. Um, so, so staying relevant is a piece of it. Um, our goal is not to be here forever. <laughs> our goal is to, to you know, shut down as soon as we can. Um, but until we do that, um, we know that the world is a big, bad place and we need to stay relevant throughout. Um, we have to be relevant with firms and firms are changing. And so we need to be, we can't be all things to all people, but we need to be enough things to enough people that uh, the sustainability of our model is is uh, in place and, and protected. Um, sort of a, a diversification of value propositions is core to our long-term stability. If we were just, I was just using this language today with a firm, you know, we're not a program, we're a platform. And so we're able to bring different people with different objectives, different strategies. Um, people moving at different speeds can cross the platform at their, their chosen speed, but we're all going in the right direction um, on the basis of the platform we've created. So if that's students and firms, we can always do better with, um, with schools and universities. It's sort of an endless cycle, <laughs> people moving in and out, and you just gotta make sure that uh, they know who you are and can facilitate um, uh, engagement of students. But I tell you what, man, of, of all of those, one of the most important things we can do is, is pay more attention to our alumni like you, some of you guys. Our alumni are the most powerful thing we have as an organization. Our oldest alumni are not far off me. They're in their early 40s. Wow. And some of them are running businesses, operations. They're running hedge funds. They're running, they're just killing it. And they're all over the world. Um, you know, we've, we just launched a program called SEO Circle we're engaging all of our alumni with sort of 10 plus years of experience that kind of realm. Um, and what a joy to see where people are and what they're doing. Oh. <laughs> Incredible. So it, it, it's magic. It's Incredible. absolutely. So, I mean, that the success then is, is, is not something that 
um, I think we're going to see tomorrow, but we can sort of pick off little markers on the way and just, it's always, you, you got to always aim higher. Quality has to be higher. Ambition has to be higher. And in the moments you need to seize the opportunity to sort of transcend just the scrum and sort of get up and, and change the rules of the game, because ultimately that's, that'll be success when we've changed the rules of the game, um, sort of in the manner described. Yeah. Wow. And just so I look say, I know the other guys have probably got other questions. It's really interesting. And I in G we had a conversation about this and around diversity, especially at a more executive area, because I find that a lot of companies are starting to address the problem of getting people in through the front door. But what they start to yep. see as promotions start to go up in the executive space, they're just losing that diversity. So how does SEO sort of challenge? support organizations, even support students where they can ensure that they get the skills and opportunity. Because I feel like a lot of it is just around opportunity because when it's time for executive promotions, a lot of times they're looking at the experiences in which you've had. So how do you guys tackle that, support that sort of challenge? So I agree, the early stage career access, um, while it's not solved, there are playbooks that you can employ you can call seo you can call two or three other organizations that do something similar and that playbook is sorted out um, in broad strokes at the very very senior level you can you know, if you're trying to do diversity at the board level you can airlift in some diversity from somewhere else and you just there it is and whether you think that's a good strategy or not that's a playbook that is you you can execute if you want i think you're right the, the, the tough bit is in the middle and you're talking about retention you're talking about promotion you're talking about um, involving uh, diverse people in value creation and value delivery and rewarding people for that, right? Um, that, uh, that's tricky, but there are ways to deal with it. And so uh, as a third party looking at, you know, looking at uh, corporates, it's hard for us to get in the weeds necessarily and change things as an institution. We're just on the outside looking in. Um, but we can point to a few a few things. Um, there are one really important thing is getting the senior leadership on board. And not just in the sense of, okay, we need to do this now, so we'll do this, but really get them to have experience of what it is to be you guys rising up, understanding what your requirements are, what your needs are, what your challenges are. Um, so that they can be better managers of diversity internally, because there's some endless talent out there um, that is just, you know, buffeted on its way right out the door because of really mismanagement. And so the first game in retention is just managing better. If you if you're able to treat people as an individual and let them come with what they come focus on their strengths and bring the best of them to the table. Uh, that's called good management. And a lot of people are not very good at it. <laughs> just reality check, right? So, we, you know, we have a program, it's called reciprocal mentoring. We've employed it at a number of firms already. Um, very successful. We connect senior executives with SEO alumni. And then in that dialogue that then can occur, um, the senior manager gets smarter about cross-cultural management inside their organization. And we create opportunity for SEO and alumni at the same time in terms of connectivity with people who are very, very senior at their firms. Um, there's another thing, though, that uh, 
you know, even if a company isn't very good um, at managing diversity internally, there's another lens that a lot of people miss because it'll be GE thinking about, I want to do this, or Novartis perhaps thinking that I want to do It's trying to own the problem soup to nuts within their own walls. When in reality, what we're talking about is an industry-wide problem or a society-wide problem. And fair enough, you know, the, the good people at GE and Novartis and anywhere else um, can control what they can control, and that's within their four walls. But I think a missing element of the discussion in most cases is this thinking beyond the barriers of the firm to think as an industry, to think more on a societal basis, um, which I think we're able to do. We, we've, we've actually done that in a number of models um, uh, where we get firms to collaborate, working with a pool of talent to develop it. The idea being that XYZ firm might not be able to hold on to all of its staff all the time, but if that, st that staff member is now in the ecosystem, that means there's always motion and movement between firms um, you know, it's hard for firms to hold on to white people, right? Hmm. So at the same time, it's just, it's just more visible and it's just more sort of painful uh, for a firm to imagine like we've spent all this time trying to build up our diverse talent and then they leave because of whatever reason. Fact is if there's more diverse talent in more places around the industry, you can, you know, you can bring people back and forth yeah. and yeah. everyone <laughs> rises. I mean, too often what happens is you get kicked out of one firm and you can never find your foothold in another firm in the industry. And so people just go flying out the door and have to, to and they can never land anywhere. Um, so I think a lot of what SEO uh, London is trying to do is to think about that whole life cycle. So the reason, one of the reasons we pay so much attention to our alumni is the sense of creating longevity in the industry. And, you know, I, I think that's, that's the next battleground. It's not just about access. It's going to be about retention and the war for, for retention, not so much the, the war for entry-level talent. We'll see. <laughs> Great. Well, I mean, uh, Andrew, thank you so much. There's so many gems there in terms of leveraging and maximizing the impact we can have, uh, not thinking about the plaster, but really help helping uh, heal the wound from deep down and then there's just continuing to to share that message and scale the impact so I, I think you've shared so many gems Andrew I was just wondering is there any, anything else on, on your side that you would like to to share before we go into the final five uh, round you've been very generous with your time so thanks a lot for that anything else to share I mean I think it's just you know a thank you to you guys for having the the wherewithal to do what you're doing here I mean, if there are people listening to what you're doing, they, what are they going to see? They see four brothers just having a good time talking about whatever you want to talk about and passing on wisdom. I mean, what that's that's entertaining, but it's also empowering. Um, I mean, I mean, you guys know like role models are huge, and you guys are have all become role models for anybody looking at you. Thank and you. That's, that's empowering for so many people. So, you guys are the dream uh, for for what we hope to accomplish at SEO London. I mean. People can benefit, rise, and then give back. That's all. We're not asking to give back to SEO London. I mean, that's nice. Um, by all means, if you have a check for a million pounds, please, I'll give you the bank account. But, <laughs> who, do, who do I make out to? Yeah. <laughs> a fair <bear>. <laughs> <laughs> but, You know, I, I think the that's you guys are. are, are it makes me so happy to be a part of this because you know what you guys are doing is is what we seek to accomplish and you, you guys are the dream so thank you for that um 
But yeah, what's the final five? So, Andrew, th- I mean, thank you for the, the super, super kind words. And just to, uh, I mean, without SEO London, of course, we we wouldn't be here. And I think also just a special shout out to all your uh, team members that have actually helped uh, all of us in the past. People like Chang, Dylan, um, Namrata, uh, Joel also in the past. So I think without all of their help, uh, I don't think any of us would be here. And also everything that we've done since then through our own respective programs and everything. But SEO isn't a program, it's a platform. That's one uh, one thing that I've noted. Uh, so the final five, Andrew, these are quick fire five round uh, questions that we have for you. Um, we will be asking this to all of our guests in the, in the interviews. And uh, yeah, it's just a fun way to get some quick responses from you and your thoughts. Ready to go? Go for it. We'll see what happens. Perfect. So first question, Andrew, what is the worst piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, that's easy. Um, I was uh, looking at buying a company and it looked kind of sketchy. The guy said, yeah, you should do this. This is great. This, is, this isn't going to lose. And it <laughs> big time. <laughs> so, yeah, that's an easy one. I, just write, I, thank you for bringing up such a painful memory. Okay, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry for having to bring that up. So, uh, But no, I think this is a good learning for, for all of us. So building on that, Andrew, the second question, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Well, that's tricky because I, I love getting advice from people and I get I get it all the time and I solicit it and so it'd be hard to pick but um, I think one of them one of them that stands out is just you know the decision to go to the university I went to mm-hmm. um, you know Stanford's a really good school but it was more the people I met my wife I met <laughs> um, oh, well. my I think my a lot of my outlook on life um, I don't want to put it at the feet of a university, but it's just the the culture um, of the place was interdisciplinary. It was open-minded. It was all about connecting dots um, and a certain level of baseline, you know, excellence. You get you get to know what good is and you get to know what bad is <laughs> in terms of quality output uh, in a place like that. And you, in this, in a, an opportunity to make loads of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the nice thing when you go to a, a, a top university like that, even if you're an idiot, um, which I, I have my idiot moments. Um, <laughs> you know, people will give you the benefit of the doubt. You screw up once, they'll allow you to screw up again. You screw up two times, you're like, well, maybe he's not as smart as we thought, but we'll give him another shot. <laughs> you know, that's really important in life, especially in your 20s when you're making mistakes day after day after. Great. No, thanks. Uh, thanks for, for for sharing that. And so the, the the third question that we have, Andrew, is um, is there a piece of content that you're loving at the moment? So this could be book, it could be digital media, a movie, something that's really uh, touched you recently. Well, I mean, it's probably not on anybody's top ten list, but I just saw this Will Ferrell movie about the Eurovision Song Contest, and it is the stupidest movie ever. But I, I have a <laughs> So very enough. That's very enough. Okay. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. For for the benefit of your viewers, because I don't want everyone to go watching a Will Ferrell movie and think it's wisdom. Um, there was uh, there's a podcast that I listen I listen to quite regularly. Great for washing the dishes too. Um, called Philosophize This, mm-hmm. and this guy goes through you know sort of chron- chronologically all the philosophers from you know pre-Socratic all the way through to you know the Nietzsche of the world and all that, and it's. Um, it's just great because you know you just it highlights the point you know that just truth is elusive and uh 
always beware of people who say they have the answer. Um, the people who are on the search are the ones who you want to follow. <laughs> so uh, that, that's philosophize. This is the podcast. It's very good. And uh, I think it's still live. I think it's still going. Thank you. Okay, great. You've got uh, philosophize this. If you're listening to this, you have four more new subscribers and I'm sure you'll have uh, plenty more after this uh, episode comes, comes out. Um, so the penultimate question, uh, Andrew, uh, what is something that you're curious to learn more about at the moment? ESG, mm -hmm. uh, environment, social, and governance uh, investing. I just think it's uh, it's a it's a, a swim channel that if more people were swimming down, we would um, be getting a lot more done. And it, it, there's a lot of movement in that direction. There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of greenwashing. There's a lot of nonsense. But it's also um, a core language um, and sort of set, tool set that might actually, if implemented right. Um, do a lot to buy us a few more years on the planet. And that's that's it incorporates not just the social element that you know SEO London is focused on, but also that environmental, and also of just corporates doing the right thing in the right way. It's it's important. And finally, we have a language and a, a framework to talk about it. So I'm I'm really curious about that stuff. Great, and I think it ties in some of the many topics that we've already discussed in this episode, the whole ESG space. So the, the last question, Andrew, is what does take flight mean to you? Um, I, th I think I said it already. I think it's it's you guys are a band of brothers doing something cool and um, helping other people lift off. I mean, how beautiful is that? Need I say any more? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, well well said, well said, well said. Thank you. And no, on, thank on, you. And on that, and on that note, I think it's time to uh, for us to land uh, the episode. Um, but no, honestly, Andrew, thank you very much for joining us, and um, also thank you to SEO for opening so many doors to you know to Shawell, to Bilo, and to thousands of others uh, worldwide as well. I think without what the platform you have, um, the opportunities, and you know where people are today, they wouldn't be. But, you know, thank you very much. And, you know, we, we just hope that you'll continue to grow even more and to impact many lives and, you know, future generations as well. So for any new listeners and for anyone rejoining us, we hope you've enjoyed our Take Flight Talks with Andrew, um, CEO of SEO London. We hope you'll join us next week for Take Flight Takeaways. And as always, stay safe and God bless. If you have any feedback for us, you can find us on Instagram at Take Flight Podcast or email us at takeflightpodcast at gmail.com. Stay safe and take flight. Take off, take flight with you. Yeah, we never fly, but